Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now when you use promo code DNVR, new customers, you can make any $5 NBA pregame Moneyline bet this week. You're going to get $150 in free bets if your team wins. That's code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I am Patrick Lyons. And I am Susie Hunter. Patrick, if there's three things we can count on in this life, death, taxes, the Mets are going to met. That's well kind of one of the themes of today's show. Oh, well put. We've plenty of plenty of Mets business uh, to talk about in there. Shenanigans. And Steve Stephen A. Cohen, Uncle Steve. Uncle Steve! <laughs> I, I feel like at a certain point, it, he'll just be Uncle Steve. Like, I don't know that we're going to say, you know, the owner of the Mets, Stephen A. Cohen. I think it'll just be Uncle Steve, Uncle Steve, Uncle Steve. And everyone will just collectively know in the sports world. Well, I mean, that's what the Mets fans are exclusively calling him. So, yeah, they make sense. Yep. We have to talk about a little, little of the Carlos Correa craziness, is, uh, get into some more details on, on Boston's embarrassment going on uh, right now. We, we touched on it on, on Monday uh, a few days ago. But let's, let's start with the Rockies because this is a Rocky show. You know what? I never thought of it that way, but in a way, <laughs> I feel like you're right. In a way, uh, that's that's really true. No, we in a uh, we, way, the DNVR Rockies podcast is a podcast about the Rockies. Very true. Very true. Yes, yeah. uh, we've got some uh, articles going up over on the DNVR.com, kind of about the the best of 2022. Man, there were uh, there were a lot of articles uh, that you and I wrote this mm-hmm. year, highlighting, you know, some of the better stories, uh, some of the better games and, and outcomes, the prospects, and then just when you're around a team and, and there's 162 ball games. And 162 times you're coming to the ballpark. They're just weird and crazy things that just happen over the course of a year from Crocs to Crocs. I think there was other you know, things. I was, I was thinking about the Crocs yesterday. I mean, I actually often think about the Crocs, but um, uh, driving around in North Carolina, um, I see a car with um, a little, a little Croc hanging off the, um, what is the thing that you hook a trailer up to? Well, the hitch. The hitch, yeah. There was a little. So people sometimes will have things hanging off of there. Someone had a a croc, just like a little tiny toy croc, and it was adorable. I took a picture of it, but I didn't yeah. post it anywhere. You may have to now. I have to now. Yeah, exactly. On Thursday, yeah. On yeah, Thursday, this day, today. Thursday, Thursday, in the year of our Lord, twenty twenty two. December twenty ninth. Obviously, we know today's date. Um, yeah, the Winton Bernard story was was fantastic. 
you know, kind of kind of waiting for that to, to happen. And then it finally did waiting for some of the young guys to come up and Michael Tolia and then eventually Ezekiel Tovar, which look, we were kind of waiting for that all summer. Uh, uh, even last week uh, when Jeff Dooley was on talking about how we thought it was going to happen at some point in the summer, but uh, the groin injury obviously kind of postponed mm-hmm. that uh, unfortunately. And so uh, we did have to wait a while, but uh, he got that home run against Clayton Kershaw. I mean, that was that was a big his, moment. That was cool. His first home run was off of Clayton Kershaw. I still want that on a pillow. I want that cross stitched. I cannot believe no one got that for me for my birthday or for Christmas. It could be in transit. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Or maybe maybe someone really took to the next step. Uh, they made the prototype, but they had to send it into a factory overseas. So they're actually making them in mass. So this could be a, just a product we could see getting advertised heavily on an Instagram or Twitter. Like we, we know how products out there, they like to push that. So mm-hmm. instead of just making one, now you can turn a profit on the Ezekiel Tovar homeward off Clayton Kershaw pillow. I love that. I like the idea of that. <laughs> I think we need to just have that on a shirt. How about a shirt that looks like a pillow on a DNVR locker? I think that would do fairly well. I wish Eric listened to us and our suggestions. We have so many ideas. I mean, so many of them are awful, but this is a good one. This is a really good one. He listens to you more than me, and and but he only listens to you when you want him to like act a fool <laughs> and come on the show with Fox. I was like, <laughs> no, no, that was a real Fox. I don't know. Oh. You were mistaken. I know the Fox looked a lot like Eric, but it was not a paid actor. It was a, a real Fox. We don't lie on this program. Uh, we also had uh, our second Rocks Inbox, uh, which again, if you are a member to the DNVR.com, uh, you get access to that where. We, uh, it's basically like our mailbag show where uh, we check mm-hmm. our inbox for Rockies news questions. We discussed CJ Crone's trade value uh, and and a, a more long form. I don't know if you've thought more about it, Susie, but like the Rockies playing in another division and and how it's probably likely to happen for, for a lot of teams. I don't know. I haven't done the math. Like when we expand to 32 teams, how many how many of the clubs right now will have to change division? I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure a lot of the... I don't know. I, I don't really know what to expect, how many teams will change. But the Rockies will probably, you know, get, get in with Kansas City, maybe the Texas teams, Arizona, Vegas. I was going to say, if you're, if you're not on a coast, like, I feel like the likelihood of you having to change divisions in whatever restructuring happens, like, I feel like it's more than likely. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. But there, there, are, there are also going to be teams that are in that Midwest region that is just so clustered together. That you go, all right. Well, you, you've got to keep those teams together to a certain degree. So, uh, yeah, we we went into those details. We even talked about uh, travels, uh, miles, how how far each team travels. So uh, that was fun breaking breaking that down. And you would have thought the Rockies probably do a lot of traveling since they are at least a three hour or two. I don't know how far is Phoenix. Two and a half, two hours. That's at like least two, a two, two hour and a half hours. Yeah, I mean, Minimal. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 At, at minimum, that that's the shortest flight uh, that, that the Rockies have to travel. And so they, they got to go all the way out to the East Coast. That's a lot of miles. But uh, I, I was a little surprised, I guess, by how they are not number one and how they're not even in the top five and barely in the top 10 some years with how much they have to travel. So that was that was kind of neat learning that. Were you surprised? Yeah. A little surprised. A little surprised. Usually Seattle, any Seattle team is at the top of the list of miles traveled because Seattle is so far away from everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then even in their division, okay, they're going to California. Eh, not too bad. But you got Texas and Houston, which that's 
that's really far for divisional foes to, mm-hmm. to have to travel. In fact, that's probably, I wonder if that's the furthest of two teams that are in the same division. Uh, where you, where you it have might to be. Yeah. It might be because Texas is huge. Florida. And Houston's pretty down there in Texas. Seattle is so far away from everything. Like it, like I can't even wrap my head around Seattle. And Boston, I love geography. Boston, Tampa Bay. I mean, that's that's kind of far. Or you got you know Mets in Miami. They're they're up there. Those, those are those are the three. Those are probably mm-hmm. the three where uh, you're going to deal with the most travel. Uh, we also have over on the DNBR.com good news about the health of some Rockies starting pitchers because. You know, their, their, their best five might not get you all that excited. Again, Freeland, Marquez, okay, they're great in the top two. Sinzatella is a good number three. Uh, he's a little bit banged up. How much can you rely on him? Seems like he should be back in May, uh, according to, to what Bill Schmidt and Bud Black had to say. Then you've got Feltner and Gomber uh, and Jose Urania maybe as, as like your four or five guys. Mm-hmm. Again, might not get you too excited, but there's depth there because uh, there's positive news that came uh regarding Peter Lambert and Ryan Rollison, two guys that are expected to be back at spring training. Totally good. Rollison had the shoulder surgery. Lambert has just been having, you know, a lot of elbow soreness, uh, pitching the Arizona fall league, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately a scratch from a start, but those guys, you know, should be factors. And for Rollison, I didn't, didn't write about this, but uh, he could be an interesting candidate for the bullpen and, and could give you another left-hander because he doesn't have the innings uh, built up. I, I forget where he's at. Maybe, a hundred innings pitched uh, in the minor leagues over the last three years. Of course, 2020, there was no minor league season. So we might end up seeing Ralston in in a relief role this, this next year, but, but the health reports are good for uh, Senzatella, relatively speaking, Lambert and Ralston for 2023. That's great news. This is great news. Cause yeah, you worry about, you worry about these guys and you know, our minor leaguers, these pitchers that we've wanted for so long, seeing them down. Hate it. Yeah. yeah. I, I hope, I hope we see them. I hope we see them healthy this season. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's a, a key point there for them going forth is, is that depth. Another one of the uh, diehard only content banter from the bench with Vinny Castilla. I, I talked to him about playing at altitude and it's like, well, yeah, he played for the Rockies, but during the nineties, this wasn't a conversation. Like I, I was, uh, I was talking about this with, with someone the other day and it's like, Susie, you know, mm-hmm. as soon as a new guy comes onto the Rockies, like Jose Urania came out of nowhere mid season, essentially, boom, he's on the roster. We're going to mm-hmm. talk to him. Denilson Lamette. One of the first questions that's asked is what do you know about altitude? How are you sleeping? What's going on? <laughs> like it's, it's, it's ad nauseum. It's too much. It's a little bit too much. Don't you think? But you know what? It's such an easy conversation starter when you don't know a guy. You're still trying to catch the vibe. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's something that does affect everyone now that we like talk about, you know, how it affects just how it affects your recovery more. Yeah, we 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 know a lot more about it. And we do. Uh, and now you can't be ignorant to it. Right. Ignorance is bliss. And I, I actually said that to, to Vidian and, and he, he laughed at that. He's like, actually, that's really true because it, we, we weren't talking about it very much. It was kind of a non-factor in the nineties. And so, you know, he had uh, the, the all time uh, consecutive games played in franchise mm-hmm. history and 307 also has a 21, uh, had a 21 game road hitting streak 
that's mm-hmm. also the longest in franchise history. So if you think about like two records that are really kind of low key impressive, hitting on the road, 20, 21 straight games, he's got that record. And then just posting every day in the lineup, playing at altitude, then back down to sea level, so on and so forth. He's got both of those records. I, I thought that was uh, interesting. I loved uh, hearing his comments on that. When did the conversation, when did the altitude effects kind of become part of this big conversation? At what point were the, you know, Colorado media like, oh, wait, we need to ask all these guys about this. When did this, how did this even become a thing? It, it's evolved over time because, because mm. right now, I think all baseball fans are very aware about uh playing or rather hitting a ball and what a ball does in its movement at altitude. And so I think that's happened, you know, pretty much in, in, in the late nineties. And obviously when they, they put the humidor in at, at, at Coors field um, in, in 2000, like that, okay, that, that was, that, that definitely put it on blast. And I think even before the Rockies, you know, it was known the ball carries in Denver, like when mm-hmm. Denver bears, Denver Zephyrs, even down in Colorado Springs, Sky Sox, like there, there was an awareness of it. But it was almost like a, maybe it was anecdotal. Maybe it was almost like a wives' tale. Where like, if you uh, believe it, it's true. But now we know that to be a fact. And you know, Austin Gomber first day, uh, uh, having a press conference with, with Rockies media on Zoom, he's like, "Look, I'll throw my curveball on the moon." Like I, he knows that he's going to be up against it uh, when he's playing at, at Coors Field and altitude. But I, I think it's probably more recently that the effects of altitude has really come to light. I know for when I first moved to Colorado in 2013 and I was doing a lot of a lot of running and long distance running, kind of really just starting to read about the effects of that. And now it's it's very well known and and the Rockies do a good job of preparing their players for it. So it's still relatively new the effects on the body, like on on the actual player, not on the the play on the field and the ball traveling, but mm-hmm. on the player. And Charlie Blackman has like done a done a lot for kind of talking about that openly and honestly and, and why he works out as hard as he does. And, you know, an hour after the final out, he's mm-hmm. not in the clubhouse because he's still working out so he can be ready for the next day and the next week, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, it's, it's, and, and we're still learning more, you know, to this day, like there's still so much more that we're probably uh, that we don't know that we're still ignorant to at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh, think of all the bliss we have right now. We don't even realize it. Very true. <laughs> We we also I I, I want to point out too is oh so and I and I also asked him and this was like this is like the kid this was this was the like twelve year old kid coming out of me I said Vinny Blake Street Bombers very legendary if you could add or could have added one player to the Blake Street Bombers during that time who would you have added so almost like a fantasy booking of like going back in time who would the Rockies have brought in to like make the Bombers even bigger. And his answer was like, it was perfect. So I can't give that away. That's a diehard only content. Susie, who would, who would you add either from the nineties or even now, if you're just doing a fantasy booking and you got your little starting line of figures and you're doing your lineup. All right. You got your Els Burks, you got your Ooh. Dante Bichette, Vinny Castilla. Like who are you, who are you adding to that mix? That would be fun to just be in that big group of boppers. Okay, am I wrong in that I think Bryce Harper would have been a really fun Blake Street Bomber? I'm with that. I'm with that. <laughs> the Bryce Street Bomber. Okay. Right? Like, I feel like there's a lot you could have done with that if he was only just 20 years older. Yeah. Yeah, that would work. 
that would work. Fred McGriff would have been interesting at that time. Would he mm-hmm. would have been more of a low, more low key guy, like I, I new Hall of Famer Fred McGriff, but mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't hit over like forty five too many times. I don't even know if he hit forty a ton, but every year he was hitting thirty, so he would have been. Uh, uh, really nice in that group. That was neat. Also do want to point out too, besides the uh, the written content that we have, most of it is free over on the dnvr.com. Uh, we had a couple of really good uh, podcasts, uh, live shows over on the DNVR Sports Channel on YouTube. The birthday celebration one, which was fantastic. A little timeless. Go back. Listen timeless. to that one. It's yeah. never a bad time to celebrate me and the fact that I'm alive. This is true. And you celebrated or... Maybe the opposite. What, what do, what's the opposite of the word celebration? What is the antonym? More persecution. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. But the wave. I get talking with uh, last Friday with Vic Vela uh, from uh, Colorado Public Radio uh, about uh, the article that he wrote over the summer. Talking with Kyle Freeland. I think that's another one that is is very much timeless. Not getting mm-hmm. into the minutia of transactions. Just talking about the wave in Colorado. You know what's going on with that. It was a good interview. I mean, can you believe a guy who does radio for a living is good at talking as well? <laughs> yeah. In, in in going back and listening to that, um, I have a confession to make. When I was a kid, I was a wave starter. When I was How- a young, like teenager. Wait, what was your strategy for starting the wave? This is new information. This is a new confession. Patrick, I'm... I'm a little shocked right now, but I need, we need to know your strategy. Well, a couple of things. One, I never did this in a full stadium. I never did this when, when again, there's a vibe in the ballpark. Everyone there is clearly there to watch baseball. That is the point. So anyone who does that at one of those kind of games, uh, I, I can see how that's, that's really bad. Then again, Rockies, you know, they sell out on 4th of July. Is everybody there for the game? Is Are they there for the hangout? So it can be, it's a little bit different. But most of the games that I went to uh, that were packed, people were there to, to watch the game. And so I didn't do it there. I would do it typically at Veterans Stadium when there was nobody there. Like the attendance was like, was like 10,000 people. And I would just, as a kid, I'm like, let's get the wave going. I did not have, I was not filled with a bunch of beers uh, as was part of the speculation uh, with Vic. Uh, again, I was underage. So it was just pure, uh, I don't know, hormones just kind of raging through me. of like, let's get this wave going. I don't know that I ever got one that was successful enough to go around the entire bowl. Cause again, there weren't a ton of people there, yeah. but I wanted to be that guy when I was younger. That was, that was a moment for me. Okay, he, I'm going to propose an idea for this coming season. It's going to be like an unpopular going. idea. It's going to be like embarrassing for both of us. But I think we need to we need to pick a game, each of us, and we need to go into a section and try to start the wave and see if we can make it happen. And whoever makes it happen the fastest or whoever makes the best wave wins. I don't know what you win, but I think we need to test to see who of the two of us would actually be able to start a wave. That uh, is an an interesting idea. Um, unless unless I get some kind of stipend for something like that, I, I might have to be out on that. I might just have to call you the wave queen. Like I don't. No, I, I think you need you to try it. I think you need to try it. I think. Or you... I'll throw it. What if I? What if I throw the competition? Like, okay, all right. If you that's got how you want to live your life, Patrick, then you live your life throwing things instead of actually trying. It might be. Yeah, you're, you're right. I might be uh, I might be an old man going, you know what? I do have one regret in life. I could have just tried harder at the, uh, the Great Wave competition of 2023. 
That's it. I would have to buy you a beer then if you won. Look at that. You finally, finally have someone buying you a beer. For it's one. always That's me it. buying other people beers and never people buying me beers. Thank you. That's it. And of course, there's only one place to be buying beers, and that's at the corner of Colfax, New York, at the DNVR bar, where, of course, if you are a diehard, besides getting all that diehard-only content from Banter from the Bench, Rock's Inbox, but you also get 15% off your tab at the DNVR bar. Get that Bones Highland Burger, delicious sushi-grade salmon. That's the one to go with it. The nachos so good. Are, nachos are, are still, like, bar none, but the, the Bones Highland Burger is, is kind of the new fave. Uh, around the bar you get uh, 20% off dnvrlocker.com you also with your annual membership you get a new sh- you get a free shirt every year not just when you sign up one every single year that you are a die hard and mm-hmm. you're signed up to the dnvr.com and you also get 20% off all the tailgates uh, and party buses that we have going on uh, at the dnvr and dnvrlocker.com you can also get yourself uh, a nice little 10% off at foco foco Dot com when you use code DNVR. Man, they're the leading manufacturer in sports and entertainment merchandise. They've got a product line that's got a, not only just apparel, but accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. they got the Jokic back-to-back MVPs. Get it now before it's back-to-back-to-back. Could it be three? Yeah, we'll have to see. Stanley Cup Championship merchandise. <laughs> Rocky City Connect as well. But they've, they've got our back, and FOCO's got your back for all the Colorado sports. Uh, they, they also have stuff in other markets as well. Like they're doing this nationally too. So if yeah. you need to get some gifts for some people and it's, you know, if it's a Cardinals thing, if it's a Nolan Arenado bobblehead for a Cardinals fan or even Cubs Mets, whatever it is, you can still use promo code DNVR for 10% off all non-presale items. You cannot forget that they have that big sweatshirt blanket Oh that yes. I love so much. They've got a Rockies one, a Broncos one. They've got, they've got them for other teams and other markets too. But it is the softest, most ridiculous thing I've ever worn. Um, and it's it's so warm. It's so cozy. It's I'm overheating. I'm overheating just thinking about it because they do look very warm and very cozy. I know. Yes. I haven't worn it. I haven't worn it on the show yet, but like I will at some point because it's just, it's perfect. You it's need the to, perfect we, piece of Rocky's gear. You have to be on set just because like the camera needs to be very far away to get all of that material. Exactly. It's, it's so much material. <laughs> it's so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and when you're doing that down at the DNVR bar, uh, wearing your ponchos, wearing your FOCO gear, uh, or if you're doing it at home, you can have the Christmas ale. It's still the drink of the season from Breck Brew. The chill of winter really calls for a beer like this with extra flavor, extra strength, and abundance of carefully ro- roasted malts that creates all kinds of delicious notes of, of caramel, chocolate. It's delicious. Uh, they got the nice list sweepstakes going on as well, huge holiday giveaways. You got to make sure you check out. The link is in our description where you can find out how to get yourself on that nice list uh, and, and win some nice, gear and brew from Breck Brew. And again, this is a company doing it with 100% renewable energy. So check them out or check out where you can locate Breck Brew at the Breck Brew locator at www.breckbrew.com. All right, Susie. You know I got Breck Brew in town where I am in Charlotte. There you go. Got it. You mean you mean Miami. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess, I guess it's Thursday. I guess I'm in Miami now. I cannot wait to not have any more shows in this like awful looking room. Carlos Correa, the whole saga with the Mets is just crazy. But I, I just want to look at this from the Mets' perspective. We talked about this last Wednesday with Kenneth Weber, where the Mets are going to be paying $100 million 
in luxury tax. Like just that. So so the Korea 12-year, $315 million deal they signed, or or did they? Again, no one by knows. the minute. We can't even provide updates by the minute or by the day. This is just a saga. This is just a saga. They signed Denny Mendick to a, a one-year, $1 million deal. Utility infielder. He's 29 in his fifth big league season. If you sign a one-year, $1 million deal, you you need to have all your meals covered by Verlander, Scherzer, like all of those guys. Even even Pete Alonso, who uh, you know hasn't gotten a free agency yet, but he's getting very well compensated in arbitration. He also wears number twenty, mm-hmm. like Danny Bend- uh, Danny Mendick. So I- I'm I'm thinking Mendick should get the number twenty from Pete Alonso, and of course that is not going to happen. No. He needs to he needs to be compensated with a couple meals, and all it takes is this utility infielder to make a couple dazzling plays. Who's going to buy him the Rolex watch first? Is it going to be Verlander or Scherzer, or do you think it's not going to happen? Is he going to get a Roly this year, Danny Mendick? Oh my gosh, he should. Better. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, no, he he definitely better. Uh, Mets made the uh, uh, James McCann trade. We were talking on Monday mm-hmm. about how like we've got three weeks straight where. We kind of suggest something, throw something out there, and then it ends up happening. The James McCann trade. We talked about it last Wednesday on the show. I was like, oh, they got to get rid of some money. Uh, not that they're really that concerned. They pay the Orioles $19 million to get it, get James McCann off his ros- uh, off their roster. So the Orioles are only going to be paying him $5 million over the next two years. Uh, and he'll be uh, backing up Adley Rutschman, who likes exercising with his shirt off. On the ice in the snow. I don't know if you saw that clip, but he was working on. His I did core. not see that. It, yeah, like he's uh, he's an Oregon guy. Like he's uh, he's weird like that. He's weird. Man, they do some real weird stuff out there. So with with all this money, my question to you, Susie, is with all this yeah. money that the Mets are spending, do do you think MLB really needs a stricter salary cap? And and is Stephen A. Cohen is he is he bad for MLB? Is he bad for baseball? Ooh, this is a really good question. I mean, in theory, I mean, think of the charity work he is doing by giving the Orioles a guy for such little money. This is <laughs> He's true. He's paying other salaries too. <laughs> but like, I would hate if like the Rockies were doing that. Oh wait, they have done something like that. Um, <laughs> I would, I would hate it. Is he bad for MLB though? I mean, wow, Patrick. It. it I. Maybe. So that's, that's the thing. I think we're only at maybe, and I don't know, there's some people saying, you know, that, that he is. Um, but I, I don't think we've reached that point yet because we know in baseball, like, again, the, the highest salaries don't guarantee you anything. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that it is. true. Very true. That yeah. is actually, you know what? I think that's the point against him being bad for baseball because he's going to spend so much money and some of it will work out. Some of it will just like absolutely fall apart. Like everything does for any Mets situation. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to be bad for certain situations. Like you could, you could take the Rockies there. There are probably people like smashing their dashboard or if they're at the gym or listening to this, whatever they are, they are infuriated and saying, well, Patrick, you know, it's, it's partially because of the Mets and still being in on the Brandon Nimmo market and signing him for eight years, 162 million that the, that the Rockies were so almost immediately out on a guy that they have been interested in since last summer. 
And you say, well, that impacted the Rockies. The Rockies weren't able to sign Brandon Nimmo. And so that's bad for the Rockies. Yes, in that one singular instance, but all of the other moves that the Mets made have virtually nothing to do with the Rockies. So in that one instance, yes, but everything else, again, really has no general impact. And you know, the, the Rockies don't need that that one guy to make a difference. They can pivot and they could have gotten other yeah. players. You know, um, I will say I don't even think I don't think what the Mets have done has anything to do with whether or not the Rockies <laughs> if the Rockies were gonna get uh Brandon Nimmo or not. If he wanted to be a Rocky, like he would have found a way to make that happen. I don't think he wants to be a Rocky in the first place. Sure. Yeah, I mean, he wants to go where where he's going to be paid the most money. Like, yeah, like that makes a lot of sense. And so there's going to be a trickle down effect of that. Of all right, yeah. well, this guy now goes to the Mets, and then everybody else. So you know, something uh, uh, that I wrote about this week on the DNVR.com was uh, a little bit about you know what the Rockies can do with with their outfield situation if they still can possibly add a left-handed bat. And part of the fallout with Carlos Correa and and the San Francisco Giants kind of parting ways is the fact that now the Giants immediately had a lot of extra money. They had some, some PR issues to deal with. Okay. Hey, let's immediately turn around and, and go get Michael Conforto and, and Taylor Rogers. And you go, ah, maybe the Rockies could have been in on Michael Conforto, but he signs a two year, $32 million deal. And maybe that becomes too pricey. So there is a trickle down effect. I get that. But in general, spending that kind of money doesn't guarantee you a world series. I found it really interesting that uh, one of the Yankees co-owners, Hal Steinbrenner, son of George Steinbrenner, mm -hmm. said, quote, talking about the, the behaviors or, or the spending spree that Stephen A. Cohen has, uh, has shown this offseason in particular. He said, quote, I think it's something to be looked at. However, another thing I said in March, which I truly believe is that every fan of every team, nobody should have to go into spring training thinking their team has no chance of making the playoffs. That's, that's just not good for the game. First off, that's something to be looked at. Have you met your dad? Like, do you know right? anything about your father? Like, that's ridiculous. Like, it, we don't even need to discuss that anymore. But uh, the other the other piece about, like, every team should feel good going to spring training, yeah, that would be nice. And there was a time in which that did exist, you know, when before free agency, when it really was just, hey, these are your guys. You had to, you know, acquire players almost really just by trade and trade alone. Mm -hmm. And you could you could believe that your team had a chance uh, in the 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever. And then come free agency, I think that started changing. But even still, there are no guarantees. There are always teams that you go, wow, you know what? I had them as maybe being the eighth or ninth best club in the AL. And then they go ahead and sneak into the playoffs. So there's no guarantee uh, that, that your team is going to be out of the postseason or that you're, gonna, you're not going to win a World Series. Money is not the be-all, end-all to guarantee World Series. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. Do you think, um, hmm, what's the, what percentage of hope do the Rockies have going into this season? And is it zero or is it like a little more than zero? It is uh, less than 100 greater than zero. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they still haven't made too many moves yet. We, we talked about this uh, on Tuesday, all the different transactions or rather the free agent signings uh, in the NL West and how the division I think probably has gotten a little bit worse for the wear with uh, with so many of those players in the in the NL West, you know, going to other mm -hmm. teams, uh, usually in the AL or, or NL East, uh, which yeah. is kind of funny how that ended up working out. But I, I think money will get you into the postseason, but it doesn't guarantee you 
the World Series. That, that's just a whole new year. You have you had Atlanta and New York getting bounced from the postseason so quickly. Those Hilarious. both of those teams won 101 games. So it just it just doesn't guarantee anything. So money doesn't buy happiness. It doesn't buy championships. And it, and it and it and it also doesn't take into account for teams that tank and that are just like, yeah, we're not necessarily competing right now. Mm-hmm. Now the, the Rockies, you know, they haven't come out and said, no, we're competing this year. They haven't said that. Um, but they'll also they're never tanking. That's the other thing. <laughs> but they yes, but but they have said like, you know what, we don't want to block some of our young guys coming up. Uh, again, that's in more in reference to the free agents uh, yeah. and, and long term deals. But still, they are really waiting. Uh, they're they're playing more of a waiting game than they have in years past. So they're definitely not tanking. They're definitely not out of it. I think if they are somehow in contention, you know, come summer, they they could make some, you know, thrifty moves uh, to improve the roster. But um, look, there, there there are some teams where you don't have that same hope that your team is going to go somewhere. But look, teams, the the San Francisco Giants won 107 games in 2021. Looking at that roster, who thought that that was actually a possibility? So. Yeah. More times than not, the more money you spend will lead to more success during the regular season. And, you know, postseason, again, is a whole other beast in, in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Stephen A. Cohen is, is like ruining the sport in, in any way. And no. um, you shouldn't be getting, you know, stomach cramps thinking about, oh, it's so bad for baseball. And you shouldn't be getting those kind of stomach cramps if, if you're having athletic greens each oh and my every God. day. That one scoop, Susie, it's just one scoop. How hard is it? 75 it's, high quality vitamins, so whole foods, or superfoods, probiotics, minerals, adaptogens. You've got the travel packs with you right now. You don't know you? I have the travel no. packs. They're over there in the kitchen. Yeah, they want to hook you travel up. Packs. <laughs> yeah, they want to hook you up, uh, Athletic Greens, with a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and those five free travel packs, which, if you don't travel a ton or you don't have the opportunity to travel, Bring them with you at work so that if you forget in the morning that that scoop with the 75 high quality vitamins and more, you can still have it at work. Make it a, a great part of uh, your daily habits. It's a micro habit that allows you to take really good care of yourself. They also um, want to give you this. If you head over to athleticgreens.com slash Rockies, again, athleticgreens.com slash Rockies. So you can take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance Fans, look, the tradition and the glory, there's nothing more thrilling right now than college football. It's bowl season, so the action is far from over. My go-to for betting, you know, is DraftKings Sportsbook, Mm -hmm. one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. And right now, new customers, you can place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on a college football team to win, even if it's a big favorite. Doesn't matter. When that team wins for you, you get $150 in free bets if they do, they got the same game parlays going on for all the sports. So if you want to stack two, three, four, five different events from the same game on one on, on top of the other, you're going to have yourself even bigger payout. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR. And new customers can place a $5 pregame money line bet on any college football team to win. And you're going to get $150 in free bets if your team does. That's code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and restrictions, eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Thank you. As we said, uh, $100 million on tax on their current payroll for 2023. Susie, that is more than 13 clubs right now are just paying for their roster. So just the tax they are paying is more than almost half the league. 
That's wild. That is, that's kind of crazy. That is insane. How many um, Oakland A's uh, rosters is $100 million? Is it two. like 100? <laughs> at, at least two rosters, maybe three. I don't know where they're, where they're at exactly, but yeah, two or two or three. Again, Oakland not feeling, and Oakland A's fans not feeling they have a chance to win has 0% chance to do with anything that the Mets are doing. Like, yes. let's, let's, let's be real uh, about that. Um, the league average for salaries is 113 right now, and the, and the Mets are just paying 100 dollars in tax. So if you if you took the Mets out of that and say what's the average of the other 23 teams, I mean it would drop probably drop closer to to 100 million dollars. So that's just crazy. That's it's crazy money. It doesn't guarantee anything. And you know what? I think it's good for baseball to have that evil empire team, right? That mm -hmm. team that you are rooting against. It's kind That's of hilarious that. to think of the Mets as an evil empire because like something hilariously ridiculous always happens where it all falls apart. So like until True. like they have a situation where that does not happen to them, like I have to like just laugh at the idea of Mets and evil empire in the same sentence. Yeah. Yeah. They, they still play in the same city as the Yankees who are yeah. spending a ton of money as well. But mm -hmm. the Mets are, are the poster boy. For that, speaking of poster boys uh, and, and posters you have up in your bedroom when you're a kid and you're like, oh, so dreamy. Oh. <laughs> uh, you have uh, Stephen A. Cohen, the heartthrob uh, that is the owner of the New York Mets. <laughs> so, Susie, let's get into this. I am okay. really looking forward to seeing your reaction. So, Stephen A. Cohen has an art collection valued at over $1 billion. Are you an art fan? Do you go to museums? Are you, are you big into art now or yeah. were you ever? You know, I love a museum. I can't say that I'm exactly well versed in, you know, a lot of, you know, artists and all that, but you know, I'm an appreciator for sure. Nice. Yeah. I, I okay. think it's I think it's something that the more you go to a museum and, and you kind of take in those kind of things, the more you become uh the more you can appreciate and the more you want to get into this world because you're mm -hmm. looking at something and saying this is is strange. Although that could backfire because there's an artist that I really like that my wife mocks me for because he just does like square paintings and it's just like two colors ellsworth kelly and so if you do a search on ellsworth kelly you're like this isn't art this is just so basic it's nothingness but i dig it uh steven Cohen, let's see what he digs as an artist all right so uh, he okay. he owns he owns pieces by picasso jasper johns jeff coons keith Haring, like all the all the great modern artists of the last uh century so mm -hmm. uh this uh sculpture that you're gonna see here alberto giacometti's L'homme à doigt, which is just the man with the finger, is the most expensive uh, piece of art uh, uh, ever. Susie, hmm. how much do you think Stephen A. Cohen paid for this? Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, so we're looking at Stephen A. Cohen's art collection right now. Yes. Yes. This is just um, a little sculpture that almost how looks... Little, how big is this? Like, what is the size of this sculpture? Great question. I'm not sure. I think, I, I think it's probably, I would put it at about maybe like a foot. Because in my head, looking at that thing, I'm picturing something that is like seven feet tall. I could. So we have very different interpretations of this thing. No, no. So you're right. I mean, again, sculptures can be, you know, that that large or not. No, I, I think it's uh, very much on a smaller scale. No, you're right. Maybe it is. Maybe it is a little bit larger than that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like, I was just going by like what I saw and what I thought. But how much are you you're asking how much I think he spent on that? Especially for something that is just like 
that. I mean, again, you could see that's it skinny, over on the PBR Sports. Skinny man with a with an ET finger going on. Yeah. Um, Seventy I'm, inches. Seventy inches. So a, that is about. That's like feet. that's yeah. about it's six human feet. Size, All right. Sure. So yeah, I, I pictured it right. He's a, a nice. tall, skinny dude. Nailed it. You had it. Um, I want to say, uh, you know, I really don't know how much like rich people pay for art, but I feel like <laughs> they just pay like way too much. I'm going to say he spent 900 million on it. <laughs> Why not? 141 million. A bargain, Susie. A bargain. Yeah, I guess so. I thought he spent a lot more. It looked expensive. Um, he I also- would be so bad at the price is right. <laughs> Look, I, well, art is really, it's like all subjective and like historic baseball cards. Like they go for just ridiculous prices. And I have a cousin who has like a, I was just thinking about this the other day. He, he probably has a memorabilia collection at least worth a quarter million dollars. Cause he's wow. been collecting his whole life. Mm-hmm. Like he, he posted something where he has like an Ichiro Suzuki rookie card. Like he, but not from like 2000. I think this was from like the early nineties when he played baseball in like Hawaii in some summer league when he was like a teenager. I'm like, I didn't even know this existed. He's got it graded as a gem mint 10 PSA. He's, he's got everything. That's pretty cool. If you, if you invest in stuff like that, again, it, it's all relative, but he posts things and I'll see it occasionally. Cause during the pandemic, people went crazy for baseball cards mm-hmm. and they would like buy something for like $800,000. And then, Oh, just last week, they sold it for $200,000. And it's like, wow, that is a big hit. That is a big loss uh, in investment. So he's got a, uh, uh, Stephen A. Cohen has an Andy Warhol uh, of uh, his famous Mao of Mao Zedong, the, huh. uh, the hmm. leader of China, if you will. Uh, he paid $47 million, million for that. Again, it's just Mao Zedong, but, you know, uh, Andy, but Warhol, Andy Warhol doing his thing, doing a Warhol. It's a Warhol. I respect that. Now, this is my favorite piece in his collection, probably the most controversial. I've actually seen this myself in the Metropolitan Museum of Art. It was there for about four years. Oh, my God, this. This thing. Isn't this a real shark? Yes. So is this Damien Hirst? He's a a British artist. The actual name, which I didn't know, is The Physical Impossibility of Death in the Mind of Someone Living. Uh, He paid $8 million for it. was created in 1991 so it's a preserved tiger shark uh, submerged in formaldehyde in a glass panel display case i learned a lot more about this piece of artwork and how it was deteriorating and how they had to swap it out for a different shark because it was like the formaldehyde that was used had like bleach in it again i learned far too much but it is a tiger shark just in case in formaldehyde and it's it's everything that's great and awful about art at the same time. I was that's gonna a say, can we can we call this art? Can we call this art? Look, I understand the convers that's part of the conversation. Fair. Fair right? But that's that's it's gross that they had to replace the shark. I feel like that's not how art works. You don't <laughs> you don't replace the, the the thing that is the art. The frame's the same? The frame's the same. So thank God, right? Um he also and now this one. Mm, little disturbing. Pull the kids away from the screen. So Ew. this is Mark Quinn's. It's called Self. He's done a couple of these portraits. This is the first one. Ugh. So it is a self-portrait of the artist, but one that literally uses his body as a material since the cast of Quinn's head immersed in frozen silicone is created from 10 pints of his own blood. Ew. 10 pints? Okay, a pint this- glass. Think about how big a pint glass is. 
this is this is a biohazard first of all like you no, you should not be making things out of your blood or your body parts or anything this is not cool i'm that, not cool with this i recoiled when i saw that like again if you just see it it's like oh that's weird but again you hear the backstory mm -hmm. seven pint that's like that's almost like a hundred ounces of your own blood like that's insane and he's done this multiple times this artist mark quinn so uh but He's not just okay. You know what? Just because it's different doesn't mean it's good or it's cool. Like it's actually, I think that is gross and weird. No, thank you. So you no. are not in favor of like using fecal matter or like elephant dung for oh, all that Patrick, stuff. No. Look, this, these are this is a real thing. Like th these are things. These are statements that artists make. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. That's true. That's true. Yes. No. There. Uh, it's it's not terribly innovative, right? Again, like you go, oh, tiger shark in formaldehyde. But Damien Hirst and other artists like him would say, yeah, but you didn't do it. You didn't create it. So Yeah, because it's weird. Like, sure. I'm not like, oh, it's not art because you didn't work hard on it. Like, I'm saying it's not art because it's gross. <laughs> that is that is very uh, gross. It's gross. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I, I want to talk. I want to talk art all day. But uh, I, let's <laughs> let's let's kind of wrap things up by looking at okay Stephen A. Cohen's estate where all of this stuff is on display. Ooh, it is so vast, enormous. This is his compound. This is the Cohen compound, and you know where it's located? Greenwich Village, or not Greenwich Village? <laughs> Wait, that's no that's Greenwich, that's Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, Greenwich, Connecticut. Greenwich, Connecticut. This looks like Greenwich, Connecticut for sure. I he, love Greenwich. He has like a one whole golf course there in his backyard. I mean, it looks like a, it just looks like a, looks like a compound. It looks like it could be a museum. It looks like a small, like central park. It looks like, yeah, I was going to say, it looks like a resort. Like it looks like people would stay or pay to stay there. Honestly, I would pay to stay there. That looks incredible. Oh, it's, it's massive. Yeah. It's massive. And you know what? The Mets might even be making themselves even more money. And, and we'll, we'll get some more information about this uh, in about the next week or so, because Stephen A. Cohen, he wants to add a casino to City Field. Seriously, folks. The City he would. Field. He would want to casino. add a casino. Pete Rose is like rolling over in his, I was going to say he's rolling over in his grave. He's still alive. Couch. But, yeah, in his couch. You know. No, but seriously. So he's going to have a quote unquote visioning session on January 7th at the ballpark to pitch a plan and receive feedback from Queens residents about a hmm. City Field casino. And so. They're calling it like a listening session. I call it a placation party because it's like, oh, yeah, we'll listen to you, but we're going to do whatever the hell we want. But since buying the team, Cohen has put a, a lot of money. Placation party. Got it. Uh, Cohen has put a lot of money into lobbying uh, the city and state officials in an effort to land what's expected to be three casino licenses for New York City. And he hmm. wants to get one of them. And he wants to add it as part of this this grand scheme of 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 work to make City Field like this this mecca. Uh, it's hard to get to. The transportation isn't great. They just the Mets hired like a transportation czar, for crying out loud, to make things better. And in a press release announcing this, he uh, he has a development plan that's going to bring to life uh, 50 acres of asphalt that's unused for a majority of the time. So like he's trying to do some big things, which is going to bring in even more money, which is going to allow him to to spend even more in in payroll tax and luxury tax, and that's where it really could become a problem. And I think that's where a lot of people in the know and in, in front offices and, and that own teams are, are probably worried about the Mets. So for right now, 
the Mets are behaving and the Mets are, are, are not as bad as they may be. If all the things go the way that Mr. Art Guru, Stephen A. Cohen wants them to go, it's, it could get a, it could get really bad, but right now, this is now, I, now I understand why Hal Steinbrenner was like, okay, we gotta, we gotta keep an eye on what's going on over here. <laughs> He's making some serious chess moves. And if you want to see the chess moves we're making, you can do it on Twitter <laughs> at DNVR underscore Rockies. Uh, or if you enjoy great segues, follow me at Patrick D Lyons on Twitter. If you enjoy terrible segues and terrible content, you can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. Is terrible the new word now? Like the kids are saying like, oh, dude, that's terrible. Because you have good content. You have good content. So if you're calling it terrible. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I was like, I actually do not know what the Gen Zers say at all. I don't, I don't understand them. I'm working on it. I'm on Duolingo learning Gen Z language. There you go. Dog. If you if you know what kind of terrible momentum we got today, dog, I sound like one of the young people. Uh, no, we've got great momentum. But Susie, you know what they say about momentum? What do they say? Look, it's only as good as your next show. So you can see Susie on the DNVR Sports Channel on YouTube at 5 p.m. tomorrow, which is Friday. <laughs>